I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also with ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game, to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others, as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and weekly check-ins with myself. And of course, when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows. Shop the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast and happy Sunday if you are listening to this on the day it is released. So obviously, I don't usually release an episode over the weekend, but I wanted to do a bonus episode for this week and I wanted to do it around a topic that has been on my mind probably over the past few months and is something that I personally find is not discussed as much, especially amongst people my age and in particular females. I feel like we touch on the dating aspect a lot and the conversation around that, as well as our career, the focus of that and everything, but I don't really find that much around friendships and some of the common difficulties and or realizations that we have, especially after graduating college. And for me, I I knew a lot of these things during college because I was never a friend group person and I never really had a full set of friends. I was more of the type of person that had friends in different areas of my life, whether that was my entrepreneurial friends, my friends from figure skating and my sports background, or my friends in the creative industry, all of that. So I really had very different friends from all over whereas I certainly used to envy this where I know some people would have a certain friend group in college or a certain friend group in high school and during the holidays and like all of those things they'd always go back to that friend group and have that core group but either way though I do see these common obstacles and realizations that come from both experiences whether you are more of an independent person or you are more of a friend group person that you have these realizations, especially in your 20s. But I think maybe more commonly, if you were always the type of person that had like a very set group of people, because honestly, you know, like when you go and work in your professional career and you move to different cities, all of that, you start to learn sooner or later that you have to branch out and meet new people and create new friends and that some of the friendships you develop after college and in your 20s are actually going to be some of your most strong ones 
in the future and long term. So I really love that. I definitely had quite some realizations over the past few years and I share that with you guys in this bonus episode. So with that being said, we shall get into it. So the first realization I have here is that it's not about who you've known the longest, but it's about who consistently shows you loyalty, respect, and shows up for you, especially when needed. Now, what's interesting about this is this is something I personally always recognized um, probably during college because I, at the time, also struggled with developing certain friendships in life. And, And when I say certain, I mean strong aligned friendships, you know, with values and beliefs and visions in life. And honestly, too, I don't think I ever fully found that in college in terms of, you know, that click match but I did find friends that were 80 to 90 percent on par with me especially at that time Um, and and I would say those friendships were primarily off of values but not necessarily the same with lifestyle compatibility and future ambitions and visions in life that was always something I didn't necessarily have in college but of course again you meet new people along the way as you grow up and post-grad life is a great time to make friends that way because I find that people of course start to pay attention to that part of their life more once they graduate college and get out of the college party scene all of that and so what's funny about this is that I actually briefly talked about this with one of my close friends, Sophie, who is actually someone I did meet after college. But even with her, I remember when we met, we had such a strong click right off the bat. Like I remember at the time when I first met her in person for dinner, like her energy just made me feel so great. But also it was so refreshing because it was my, the first time for me as well to, to meet someone that not only had the same personal core values, but also had a very similar lifestyle and taste. And then also, of course, career slash personal ambition and whatever they want in life, right? And like I said, I've always found it hard to find a friend that is 100% like that. And so it was really cool to become closer with her over the past year but then as that friendship grew um, amongst my other new friends from post-grad life and that includes my co-workers at my old corporate job as well as people I've met over the past year especially 2021 Um, interestingly enough I would say that I met most of the closest new people in my life in the past year and That could be, you know, because of fate in a way where I'm finally crossing paths with people that do hit all of those buckets or also a combination of the lack of alignment with some other friendships. And so I bring this topic up because I find that most people, and I'm sure myself included at some point, but... Most people have the tendency to put a lot of weight on what I consider a sunk cost, which is the time you've already invested in the friendship, right? And some people tend to hold on to certain friendships, and sometimes it's worth it, but 
other times it's not necessarily right anymore because you have to set a standard and boundary for yourself with how you want to be treated, especially in friendships as well as romantic relationships and just all relationships in your life. And that also includes your work and professional relationships. And speaking from personal experience, what is interesting about the length of time that you've been friends with with someone compared to who is showing the most loyalty, respect, trust, and showing up for you consistently. For me personally, I would say those who are being the most consistent are actually people that I've met in the recent two years of my life. And it's interesting because it's not necessarily that other people are lacking that in general like the other people that I don't see that as much from um it's not that they they lack the 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 sense of loyalty or respect or whatever or showing up but it's rather that in my opinion alignment or misalignment starts to show up more and and this is usually kind of pertaining more to the chapter of life you are in as well as just that personal alignment of friendship. Like, does it still make sense, you know? And and to add as well, it's not about whether you are in different cities because you're most likely going to not be in the same city as some of your close friends right now, as well as uh, close friends from college. For me, none of my close friends from college are actually in the same city as I am here in New York Um, and that doesn't necessarily change the ability to stay close because you know we do have FaceTime and phone calls and all that for a reason and even some of my friends that I did meet in this past year like I have still been able to maintain a really close bond with them even if and when they weren't living in the same area as me And even a personal example as well, one of my close friends uh, who we were actually roommates at one point and then after being roommates together, we weren't really friends after. And then about a year, like a little over a year later, we reconnected because I moved to LA and then she also happened to move into a new apartment that was uh, in the same neighborhood in LA as me. And so ever since then, we became more close. At the time as well, she had changed a bit from the time we were roommates, so we were just more aligned at that new chapter. But a great example of this specific friend showing up for me and showing loyalty and respect and and all of those aspects that I truly do look for in a friend is... Even for my birthday, she flew in from out of town. She came from Nashville, flew to New York City to be there for me for my birthday weekend. And to me, that was really thoughtful and special because when I think back to my 21st birthday, which is four years ago, at the time I only had two people come to my birthday and one of them um, is still a close friend of mine today. In fact, I just talked to her last night. Um, So that goes to show you, you know, even though we're in different cities, we still stay in touch and we're there for each other. Um, But I 
never had that kind of in my past friendships before and so to see that multiple people came out of town and and this friend in particular who was never really like close with me off the bat um showcasing that that sense of like hey I want to show up for you I want to be there for you it meant a lot to me and again is not someone that I've known for longer than some other friends um but on top of that the irony is that this person and I were never close in the beginning of of our friendship I guess we could call it but later on with time we we did become more aligned um with values and perspective and I think just like the maturity aspect as well like I think we were better as friends you know after I had graduated college and after she had um, some years under her belt as well in post-grad life I think us being adult friends made more sense than us being kind of like the the what was it? I think I was 20 21 and she was 22 type thing and so um, it, it's a different dynamic as you get older but to wrap up that point I want to say you know pay attention to who shows up for you with respect and and loyalty and is constantly showing commitment to try to be there for you because again we all are busy we have things going on in life and of course myself included but that's why the key word here is consistently who shows up and tries their best consistently because at the end of the day what is our life without these meaningful relationships, right? And so that's why I put a lot of emphasis in it because I am extremely mindful of being considerate of others and when they need me and when they need me to show up or, or when they need me to listen to them on the phone. Of course, I have work, I'm, I'm busy, I have other things going on in my life, but it is so crucial to sometimes pause and be like I'm gonna put whatever is on my plate on the side and I want to be there for a friend and and that's a great quality to look out for when you see someone do that consistently make note of that and show up for them as well you guys I've been drinking magic mind for months now and I have to say it's freaking gold I mean it literally tastes so good that I sometimes drink it twice a day which, by the way, nothing wrong with doing so, but they do recommend only one a day. So that goes to show how much I do really love this stuff. And I did drink one before starting my workday today. So why I love Magic Mind so much is because it actually makes me feel really calm and focused. And it's also that perfect push that gets me into my flow state, which is what it's meant to do. And I'll share a few key facts and ingredients in this product. So it is known to increase and improve productivity. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee. If you drink coffee for energy and focus, I personally don't. I like to drink Magic Mind with my coffee or just after because the morning coffee and just making coffee, like I just don't want to give that up. It also helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms. And the best part, it is all natural ingredients, including adaptogens, matcha, and nootropics. 
If you've been thinking about it for a while, I highly recommend you give this a try. It comes in a box of 15 and it's definitely the perfect amount for the month. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with the code FULFILL at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's fulfill, F-U-L-F-I-L-L at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Enjoy! So another realization I think is common in your 20s is that you are unlikely to have a friend group, especially if you are someone that is accustomed to that from high school and or college. I will personally say I did not have this experience. I just definitely was a extremely dynamic person in a way that was hard to put me in a group. I, I just never fit in unfortunately and fortunately you know I'm not saying like I feel bad about it but it was something I recognized from a young age probably late middle school that I just could never survive in a friend group because there were so many things that I wanted to do um, that was not friend group oriented you know sports for example I was a figure skater and a tennis player and I played competitively in both of those sports and so that was more of an independent training thing. Whereas um, if you do things that are more like for fun or like just high school oriented, you are able to maintain a friend group perspective more. And even in college, like I almost dropped out of my sorority by I think junior or senior year because I knew that it was such a struggle for me to be in a large group like a sorority despite actually thriving in sorority life in a certain way um but then you know by the spring semester of my junior year I did finally meet two people that um weren't actually necessarily friends with each other but both were close friends of mine and so that pretty much dives into that point where I, you know, you're unlikely to have a friend group, but you're more likely to have a small circle of friends that are like that you have independent friendships with. And they may be all around the country or world, even if they're not in your city. But because of the consistent commitment to connect and stay in touch, those specific friendships will remain stronger. And again, like I said earlier, the friend that came from out of town in Nashville for my birthday. That is a great example. And she's an extremely busy person too. She works 10, 12 hours a day. She has a pretty, um, you know, intense job at Amazon and on the corporate side. And what I love about her is like, even though she takes long to respond, I never have to feel like it's in a poor intent way or she's like intentionally avoiding talking to me like she always follows it up like by saying hey been so soft with this or hey so sorry that I haven't been in touch like she acknowledges it and I think that's kind of a piece of advice I'd have um, being on the receiving side of that is like I suck at texting sometimes as well and that's why I just prefer phone calls overall because it alleviates misunderstandings you hear a tone of voice like it just sounds a lot more personal but that's a great way to approach it, especially if there's been a, a lagging of response. Being able to acknowledge that you're aware of that and be apologetic for it while, you know, 
acknowledging, yeah, you're busy, but again, we all are, right? So I think at this point, it's kind of pointless to use that reasoning and excuse. Um, but staying in touch is simply a two-way street. So always remember that. And don't be afraid to reach out to people and stay in touch with people, but also be mindful if and when a certain friend is not reaching out as much or is not responding as much. And it's going to hurt for a little bit, but there will come a time where you really have to put on the brakes and implement those boundaries and stay firm with them because there is nothing worse than feeling like you aren't treated as the friend you want to be treated as, but also treated at the value you deserve. And again, communication alleviates some of those problems as well, Is you know, especially when there's really difficult cases or something, you know, more heavy is going on. But that's why when you openly communicate with people and check in, but overall, it is a two-way street and you shouldn't feel bad to distance yourself from people that make you feel like you are not that important or that you're not that valued as a friend maybe anymore, right? Maybe you once felt that way, but certain people don't upkeep that the same way as you do and just be mindful of that, you know? And it's interesting too because it's one thing to get over a guy, right? Especially if you are in the talking phase or you're dating. Um, getting over someone romantically is different, but <laughs> friendships on another hand is is also a very wild card because again, I don't think we talk about it a lot. Even though it's probably more frequent and in some cases more heavy than a guy you know with guys you get over eventually and you move on and then you know at some point you fall in love again and maybe that's the person for you or maybe that's someone you dive into a real serious relationship with and and that kind of things but overall you are more likely to have a small circle and I've always believed quality over quantity and Something my dad taught me um, a couple years ago as well is like knowing almost what he called like the three rings of your inner circle, right? So there's one that's like the super inner and then the second one is like the middle and then like the outer third ring is like people in your circle, but they're like the most distant in your circle. Um, maybe it's because of that lack of commitment to stay in touch and all of those things but there is still a soft spot for them um personal experience I would say there's definitely people that were once in my very inner circle that have unfortunately moved towards that outer ring um and it's probably mutual as well you know but again it's like it's not something to take personal if that happens to you or if you or if you mentally do that for someone else because everything is a two-way street but 90% of it can be resolved or you can have a better understanding with communication. And the last realization is that people evolve and change and sometimes they evolve more heavily than you'd expect. And from my observations, I would say what contributes to some of the heavier changes or feeling of misalignment with certain people is the first one being the chapter of life they are in. From 22 to 30, 
everyone is going to be in very different chapters because some of us are going to be heavily career focused. Some of us are going to be pretty well balanced. Others are maybe more heavily focused on getting engaged or married or currently in a super serious relationship that is about to go in that direction and maybe family and kids are part of that equation as well and of course that is okay but with that being said those chapters will change you inevitably and that's why it is pretty tough to stay close with people that are in significantly different chapters than you. So for example, someone who is heavily career focused um, compared to someone who is heavily focused on being married and having kids within two years, that's just going to be a lot of misalignment, maybe not necessarily in core values, but just how you want to spend your day-to-day life as well as your free time. On the other hand, someone that is heavily career-focused might still have much more easier alignment with someone that is career-focused as well as relationship-focused, right? Like that can still work and that can still merge together as long as there's still commonalities between what two people want to talk about, what, what you guys want to do, if you're able to catch up over dinner, that kind of thing, right? Um, Another part that contributes to this, in my opinion, is the lack of experience and or someone having more experience compared to you. So it could be the lack of or it could be the fact that they have more experience than you that also can and will shift the alignment in the friendship because I'll just give it from example, like because I personally felt this. I might not have that much experience right now being in a heavy or serious relationship although to preface I was in a previous four-year relationship where I funny enough I had every milestone of any relationship could have except for marriage pretty much I lived with this person I actually had a dog with this person that we both took care of And so it wasn't like we were playing house, but really, you know, I've had that experience under my belt with, you know, signing a lease with a person, like all of that kind of stuff, you know, which is crazy because I was only 20 years old at the time, but I certainly don't regret it, nor did it really have an impact on my ability um, to kind of jump back into normal life after things ended, which was two years after we had lived together. So um, that's an interesting aspect to it. But with that being said, yes, I have that experience, but I don't have that specific experience right now compared to maybe a friend that's in a super serious relationship and maybe looking to get married within the next year or two. Of course, that's going to be different. On the other hand, that being said, I have more experience with physically moving to really big cities and experiencing the culture that comes with that city. So Los Angeles and New York are the two biggest cities in the U.S. And I've lived in both. I've experienced both cultures of like dining and going out. And of course, modern day dating as well, which again, someone that is in a serious relationship might not be able to relate to some of the struggles or 
girl talks you would want to have, right? You're kind of catching how that can be misaligned. And so that's important to keep in mind when you are sitting down and thinking about where you feel like you're at in someone's life as well as where they are at in your life because maybe you just never took the time to recognize like, oh crap, we are just in very different chapters because up until you graduate college, you guys are kind of all, we're all kind of on a very similar pace, right? We're all in school, we're studying, um, you know, some of us are in relationships, but like nothing is so heavily more than the other right because school is primarily at the forefront and we're all preparing to graduate and get a job and get on with our adult lives and so once you graduate everyone kind of moves at a slower and faster pace in different areas of life and that is usually a big cause for shift in alignment not in a bad way but just something to think about if you're ever wondering why does a certain friendship feel like this? Think about these aspects of life and perhaps that might be a answer for you. So I wanted to share some final thoughts on just these friendships and things that happen in our life, primarily in our 20s, I would say. And um, these are some thoughts I've had in recent months as well, and I felt like this was a good time to share, especially if you are graduating college this spring. Um, something to consider and keep in mind as you go forth through postgrad life, or if you are in postgrad life right now, perhaps this topic hits at a good time or maybe helps you reflect on current slash past friendships. My first thought is to check in and make a mental note when you do see a shift begin to happen. And so when I say shift, I mean a shift in alignment with the person and within the friendship, but also just a shift in the energy and dynamic. At some point, you will feel it. It'll feel kind of off. And depending on how important that friendship is to you, I've always been the type to be proactive, so I always like to continue to reach out to people and stay in touch and have phone calls or at least send audio notes because those are just more personal and it's so nice to hear someone's voice you know and we, we read texts on our phone all the time like it's just it's just um yeah it's just not my thing <laughs> but um be mindful of those moments when you notice and check in with how you feel and check in you know um I would always say it's valuable to Keep those friendships and reach out to the person and keep that up. But over time, if you don't feel like that's mutually given to you as well, then just check in with what your boundary and what your standards are within friendships and make sure you are upholding them and, and having that self-respect for yourself. Another thought I have is to be ready and okay with putting certain people on the outer ring of your circle when you no longer see the mutual effort, commitment, and or communication from the person. So like I mentioned earlier, I have experienced with having certain close friends from many years ago and just over time per usual, per expectation, they kind of shift into different rings and so they might go from like the very inner one to like the middle ring or maybe they go from the very inner one to the outer ring um, or vice versa. And that is 
okay, right? And and it's not meant to be a sad, like, oh my god, this sucks type thing. But it's important to know these things because then you can continue to be open-minded to meeting new people and looking at what gaps could be filled in terms of what part of that friendship did not completely um, click with me, align with me, right? Like I said, my, some of my friendships from college, like I never had like the full 100% click. But for the most part, it was usually 80 to 90%, which is what I consider like a still really strong click. Whereas all the people that I find like at 95% or 100% alignment with me today are all people that I have met out of college. And a big part of that comes from like the lifestyle and personal visions aspect. And maybe it's because I had that developed at an early age in college um, because of that independence and personal life shit that I was going through but it was something that I was always eager to have in a friendship and of course um, you know that is something I think all of us would want in a romantic partner right you know lifestyle compatibility the emotional chemistry um, lifestyle compatibility physical chemistry all of those things I mean that's romantic relationship stuff but it's interesting because you never really hear people talk about that in friendships right and I think that's just as important And then last but not least, be self-aware of where you are at. Check your own biases first. So for me, I will often share this through therapy and I will also ask for objective opinions from people I trust but are super distant from the situation and or from knowing, maybe in this case if it's about friends or friendships, then from knowing the person I am you know, in context, right, whatever that person is in context, and especially if I'm dealing with, like, female friendships, it's always been intriguing to me to get insight from a guy, because at least from my guy friends, like, many of them have very little, like, miscommunication issues, um, because all of them are known to be more direct and upfront with one another, you know, men are like, bro, what's up, like, let's figure it out now and move over. Like, they're not kind of this, they don't have that same, I'm not saying women are catty, but, like, we we have that tendency more, like it or not, that's just the case. But having that awareness, it's like, okay, how can this be resolved in a more simple and straightforward manner, but still being considerate of everyone else and I love when I get a perspective from a guy because or my guy friends in general because they're usually the ones that are always like hey you know this is this and you know this is what you can do and then of course I still get some of my girlfriends as well getting their input because I want to make sure I'm balanced and ensuring that I'm empathizing the situation as a whole and so um, getting different objective opinions can be really helpful if you know how to get it from the right people and that it's actually helpful in your case. And that was all for today's bonus episode all about the realizations I've personally had 
in my 20s about friendships and realizations I think you guys will have as well. If this episode was valuable or you enjoyed this topic or whatever it was, please be sure to share this episode on your Instagram story and tag the podcast Instagram at what fulfills you. I say this all the time, but I really do appreciate it when you guys share the show with your followers as well as just letting me know your thoughts and feedback. I always love both positive feedback and critical feedback because I think that's important to grow and improve over time and as always if you are curious about the podcast merch you can check it out at whatfulfillsyou.com especially the best-selling card game so this is great for date nights or wine nights with your friends or you just want to have a deep conversation or I know especially a lot of you guys who love to journal you guys use this as journal prompts and or just self-reflection questions and so you can definitely check that out at whatfulfillsyou.com and you can use the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout for 10% off again and that's what fulfills you 10 at checkout. Thanks again for listening this week. I would chat with you all in the next episode.